Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our second round WNBA playoff predictions. So we found out on Tuesday night the Phoenix Mercury defeated the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun defeated the Chicago Sky. So the Sun and the Mercury are moving on to the second round of the WNBA playoffs. And first, we're going to look at the matchup between the Phoenix Mercury and the Minnesota Lynx. So Jalen, how do you think Minnesota is going to do coming off of the single bye? So I think the biggest thing is obviously they got two days extra rest, which is huge because, you know, it's not the double bye that they're used to, but nonetheless, it gives their one of their better players in Sylvia Fowles a little bit more time to potentially uh, join or I guess rejoin this roster, uh, not only being their their best player, but, you know, <laughs> the league's all-time leading rebounder, which, you know, has its own impact on the game as itself. But this is a, this is a pretty battle-tested team. The, uh, this is the link the Lynx's 10th consecutive appearance in the WNBA playoffs. And in terms of going up against the Phoenix Mercury, they're coming off a, a team that had to squeak by in a win against the defending champs with a big three-point shot by Shea Petty. I mean, with the I mean, it was basically zero zero after it came off the the last cuticle of her finger and went in just on in just on time. And um, you know, shout out shout out to Skylar Diggins for the look too, because I mean, honestly, the pass was almost as good as the shot was from where she was on the court. But um, I think the Lynx the the Lynx have uh their work cut out for them. Um, this was a on the season series. This was a one one matchup. Both teams getting at least one win. Um, during the the quote-unquote regular season. And, you know, it's one of those things that I think, again, we said this in the first round, about the first round matchups, again, under unique circumstances of these these matchups being single elimination, it really does come down to those, those one or two big shots in the final stretches. And we kept pushing this so hard in the last episode, and then Shea Petty hits a three-pointer to end the game, and it feels like, you know, a March Madness chapter to to a story for a team that, you know, could potentially be on the rise. So Minnesota has their hands full with this team. And, you know, the health of fouls is going to have a lot to do with whether or not this game is going to be as close as we believe it should be. Yeah, I agree that I think with Sylvia Fowles, potentially coming back tonight against the Phoenix Mercury. I think that's really what's going to determine how well the Minnesota Lynx are going to play tonight, especially considering that she has a great tandem with Nafisa Collier, who's who's averaging 16 points a game. Um, It's definitely going to be an an interesting thing to look out for tonight as we see Minnesota play Phoenix. We knew the game on Tuesday, though, for Phoenix against Washington was going to be close. All credit to the Mystics, but their only mistake was in the final seconds when the star of the night, Shea Petty, coming off the bench, hit the game winner as there were zeros left on the clock. And by the way, she was pretty much left wide open after, after she faked a shot on the defender for the Mystics. 
And then, of course, we have to credit Skylar Diggins-Smith, who saw Petty open on the wing, and she put up 24 points, six rebounds, and five assists. I was convinced, actually, Skylar Diggins-Smith was going to take the final shot, especially considering what she did against the Connecticut Sun. Of course, we can't forget Diana Taurasi, who's a legend in the WNBA, added 23 points, four rebounds, six assists on the night. Kia Vaughn stepped up for Brittany Griner as well. She added 12 points. And then Shea Petty providing additional scoring off the bench and the game winner. I think Phoenix is definitely the most championship-ready team between the two teams. But if I'm looking at Minnesota, I do think that getting Sylvia Fowles will definitely determine if this team wins tonight. If she gets back, she definitely boosts up that Minnesota defense, and she reunites, like I said earlier, with Nafisa Collier, who's averaging 16-9 and during the season. You also have rookie Crystal Dangerfield, who's averaging 16 a game in her first season in Minnesota, and she's been a contributor and can definitely score with the ball in her hands. However, with that being said, I believe Phoenix is going to carry the momentum from their win Tuesday night against the Mystics to tonight against the Minnesota Lynx. I honestly agree with you um, that I think it's going to be Phoenix, and I think that's a huge to to take into consideration. Here's the one thing, and, you know, I always have to throw out these caveats about past matchups and certain statistics with uh, with both teams when we look at, you know, single elimination. There's a lot of things that have to be factored in because it's really just – you know, almost kind of like a luck of the draw. Who Who's feeling lucky tonight? And um, something to keep into consideration. Remember, like I said beforehand, they're tied for the season series 1-1. When Minnesota won, they won relatively handily. It was 90-80 to 80 in that game. But when Phoenix won, it was 83-79. to 79. So I think that, you know, I feel like despite – you know, just regardless of what the circumstances are, I think whoever wins, it's going to come down a lot to who can close down the stretch. If this game is blown out of the water early, I think it's going to be hard, hard for either team to come back, considering that both teams in Minnesota's case could potentially be missing their best play, their best player in Sylvia Fowles. And in the terms of the Phoenix Mercury, they are. I guess you could say missing their best player with Brittany Griner still out. So how both of these teams close are huge. I just trust Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins-Smith more to be true closers in this game. We already saw that, like you said beforehand, Skylar Diggins-Smith was the person we thought was going to take the shot. Her basketball acumen to know that there was an open shooter in the corner because she got the double, she drew the double team on the left-hand side. That's that's a championship level play right there, right? To know that you don't have the shot, the time is winding down, and you have a wide open shooter that you have to trust coming off the bench, mind you, to hit a big shot to close out the game and essentially, you know, the first round uh, in this case. So I think it's Phoenix. I think it'll be close, and I think it will have a lot to do with a similar finish, maybe not, maybe not extremely down to the wire being a last second shot like this, like this past round, but definitely a, a possession or two that sways the game in Phoenix's favor for them to be able to move on to the next round. 
Going on to the next matchup between the Connecticut Sun and the Los Angeles Sparks, uh, the seventh seed and the three seed. This is definitely an interesting matchup considering uh, we talked off camera that I had Chicago winning against the Connecticut Sun and Jalen had the Connecticut Sun winning. I, I, got, I have to give credit to Connecticut. They really took the momentum from the regular season and transitioned it and kept it going through the playoffs. So Jalen, with that being said, how do you see, how well do you see the, the Connecticut Sun doing tonight? And do you see them getting the win? Honestly, as much as I like Connecticut, I feel like there's a couple of concerns that they need to be worried about. First of all, <laughs> it's vengeance season around LA because Connecticut was the team that swept them last year on their run to the WNBA uh, championship series last year against the uh, the Mystics. Number one, that that being the first thing, and that was in the <laughs> the semifinal round, ironically enough. But the other thing is, the Sparks have had the Suns' number this year. They won both games in the season series so far. And, I mean, granted, they were both close games. I think they won both games by, like, a combined amount of, like, nine points total um, between both games that they won. So they were close, hard-fought matchups. And, of course, Chelsea Gray had a lot to do with that. 27 points a season high in that second game. Uh, where uh, Los Angeles won 80 to 76. So vengeance plus already kind of having your number a little bit, having a little bit more, you know, time on their belt in terms of being able to get healthy, get themselves acclimated, give themselves a little bit more time to uh, prepare. I think that honestly, I think that the, the Sparks handle Connecticut. Now, I think here's here's what Connecticut has going for them. As I mentioned in the last episode for the for uh for this WNBA playoffs, Connecticut is one of the top defensive teams in the league in terms of not only opponents points per game, but just overall defensive rating in the WNBA. That's what's kept these games close against the Sparks earlier on the season despite them losing, and I also think that's what makes them extremely competitive in this single elimination game where Granted, you know, regular season is regular season, but when you're talking about one game, win or go home, Connecticut can ride with their defense, and I think that that's something that keeps them close. I just think LA has their number this year, and they ride with that into the next round of the uh, of the playoffs. I'll give credit where credit is due. Like I said, the Connecticut's not had great performance Tuesday night against the Chicago Sky. We can't really forget about the the contributions of Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner, who both had double doubles. Uh, Thomas had 28 and 13, including 10 rebounds on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Dewana Bonner had 23 points and 12 rebounds. She went to the line 13 times in that game and went 13 for 13 from the line. And um, Brianna Jones also had 12 points and eight rebounds. I don't think the Sun are a team to be messed with considering that last year this team ousted the Sparks out of the playoffs and it was a sweep. I mean, the Connecticut Sun had the Sparks' number last season. With that being said, the Sparks are still championship contenders, especially considering they have one of the greatest WNBA players of all time, Candace Parker, who's averaging just under 15 a game, under 10 rebounds a game, and under five assists a game this season. They also have Chelsea Green, who you mentioned had a great game, 
and uh, scored 27 points and is also averaging 14 points and five assists. I think for the Sparks, it's all about revenge, and I think they get it tonight by defeating the Sun. Definitely, man. I think, you know, the biggest thing I feel like to watch is, you know, going to be, you know, first of all, Bonner, huge, huge, because, I mean, 34 points, season high, 34 points in their first matchup against the Sparks. That is something that I feel like is duplicable because there's one thing that girl knows how to do is put the ball in the basket. But like you said beforehand, the other thing is rising to the occasion. Having a player like Candace Parker on your team is huge in situations like this. And I think the most interesting part about it is, again, single elimination. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, yeah, it almost gets annoying beating the drum for it because you understand the significance of it. But put it into the perspective of how we all hype up things like the NCAA March Madness, for example. That's the type of scenario that gives any team a chance, regardless of what the skill or talent level may be. I think that the 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 more clutch players, the more um you know ready to win built players on your team, the more likely you are to be able to close out a series and close out a game. I personally feel as though LA needs to be on their toes because like I said before with Connecticut being one of the better better defensive teams in the league, they're always going to be in the game. I mean, like I mentioned beforehand, a total of nine points total combined is how much they lost by to to the Sparks in the season series. Like, these have not been blowouts. Like, yeah, the Sparks have gotten their revenge a bit this year, but it's not like they've, like, completely, you know, flatly handled Connecticut. Connecticut's been in these games. So that's something they need to keep their eye on because for one night, Connecticut's defense could carry them. But – I just think the Sparks have way more players to help close. And I think they have the kind of firepower to be able to combat the defense that the Suns bring. Yeah, and I think that's a good transition to our question of the day for our fans. Which matchup do you see as the most interesting matchup in the second round? Is it Phoenix against Minnesota or L.A. against Connecticut? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast, of course. Make sure when you rate us on Apple, you subscribe to us and give us five stars. And, of course, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.